dear ones. You're listening to the What God Is Not podcast with Father Michael O'Loughlin and Sister Natalia. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever. How you be, sister? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well. It's you a Wednesday in the great fast and I, I'm uh, vibing. Oh, you, I don't know what that means. Um, you look, uh, you look like you're in a really good mood. Are you really excited about whatever this topic is? Um, I'm excited to do it. Um, I get a lot, and it's not, I'm not excited because it's something I'm passionate about, uh-huh. but I'm excited for other reasons. Okay. Um, can I tell you something I was thinking about yesterday? Yes. Okay. So, um, I was thinking about cowboy. So I, I recently had, um, just two Wait, days you ago. you were thinking I, about cowboy or you were, this is a cowboy? I was thinking about cowboy. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I spoke precisely. Um, okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, I was thinking about him because two days ago I had my first like extended interaction with him, right? Because mm-hmm. before that I had only ever seen him for like 10 seconds um, while FaceTiming you or something. So right. yesterday I was just like, I love Cowboy. I think he's my spirit animal. And then I realized that's very funny because my squirrel is named after him. So I think that makes my spirit animal a squirrel. That's what I was thinking of, which is probably very appropriate because I'm very energetic and I like to run around and easily distracted and I like to climb trees. Oh man, I'm just now thinking this through. (laughs) It's perfect. You like to hoard food? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm trying to think of all the things squirrels do. Yeah. I have some I, stored I up in my doubt you right hoard now, food. Yeah. No, I don't hoard food, but food's not my attachment. I have lots of other attachments, but it's not food. You have tiny, funny ears that you have. That's why I wear your, a veil. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I became a nun. I was embarrassed that? of my tiny squirrel ears. You you don't see memes anymore, but there is that one I love that somebody just wrote on a coffee shop, like a chalkboard outside of a coffee shop. I don't know if Uh have you seen this one. No, it's like outside of a coffee shop. It says it says just this says no hipsters in big letters, and it's like we don't want any of your you know furry faced food hoarding whatever tiny hands. Oh wait. Um, hamsters, no hamsters. <laughs> and I was like, I, I didn't say it right. It, it, it wasn't hoarding food, but it was like, it was. There were a couple of things like furry face, whatever, and like the first two things would could work for hipsters too. But then it said tiny hands. Anyway, when you have to explain your own joke, it means it's not good. So no, <laughs> it was probably funny. Like if you see it, it, it was. It, it, it was, was funny yeah. that like we're trying to relate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. The the joke was very funny. I laughed for a long time. <laughs> And probably probably sent it on on social media. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. Anyways, that was a weird uh, that was a weird banter topic, but I wanted to share that because yeah. So shout out to Cowboy because I love you. Shout out to Cowboy. Yeah, the um, uh, yeah. So Cowboy's a real person. I think we've explained that before. Cowboy's the name of her her squirrel, her distracting squirrel, but it's also a real person. A person of mine here in LA. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I am excited to share with you what my topic is. Whoa, there, we only you, had you like be, three and a half minutes of banter. You, Everyone's you're breaking be the so fourth happy. wall all over the place today. What does that mean? 
<laughs> it means it means you're not you're letting people on to the thought of the performance itself. Like like, like you have a stage of three walls, and then the fourth that there's no fourth wall because that's where the audience is. But if you break the fourth wall, it means you you're you're, you're the 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 performers are uh-huh. acknowledging the the presence of the audience. Uh huh. You never heard of that. Breaking no. the fourth wall. So, like, if, if you have a stage or even a movie, TV show, if if the performers acknowledge the audience, like the people that are watching, that's called uh-huh. breaking the fourth wall. So, if you the, twice now, you you've said you've reflected upon the banter or the timing uh-huh. of the banter. I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. Well, um, I want our listeners to feel like I'm seeing them because in my heart, I am. Because you're not. Okay. <laughs> 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 Please, Father Michael, you're only seeing me on a screen. I'm really, okay. <laughs> I'm happy I've seen you. I miss you a lot. I was thinking about that this morning. Oh, thank so I'm you. I'm happy to see your face. I miss you a bit too. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so <laughs> it, it is good timing. Um, all right. So I would like uh, my topic to be uh, during the Great Fast. We do this thing called the Prayer of Saint Ephraim, um, and I would like to do uh, the Prayer of Saint Ephraim as a topic, but. Only the second half, just maybe from like halfway, halfway through the uh, the second verse, and then uh, on to the end, just because that's my favorite part. You know, I'm really grateful you're doing this because I was feeling bad about not ending that, but I wasn't feeling bad enough <clears throat> that I was going to do another topic on it. <laughs> well, you you never said like we'll do a second one, so I was like, well, I'll just do that for my topic. I, w- I was I was totally gonna do You're one so on good. sin today. I had the whole thing planned, yeah, and I was right. like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to uh, I'm going to let Sister finish her thoughts on the prayer of Saint Ephraim because I know you actually spent like time and prayer planning that last one. So um, anyway, I want yeah, I don't know if you have your know. notes on you. I don't. But, I don't even know okay. if I remember what I. But it's fine. Jesus will <laughs> Jesus will come through. Um, there we go. You did not have your episode on sin planned. I we were part of a we were in a meeting the other day and and um I was complaining about that you were in this meeting and I was yes. <laughs> I was complaining about the fact that you still haven't done your episode on sin and someone just goes oh I didn't know intern Olivia was part of this meeting <laughs> I thought that was very funny I did too so, that was I told her about it she thought it was really funny too okay. <laughs> she's now become the face of of uh, of razzing me for not getting that one done. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say she's now the face of sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. We'll put put her face on the social media post for that one. But okay, that, so Olivia. correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> correct me if we're both rubbing our eyes right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm rubbing my eye because it's itchy. I look up and you're doing the same I have, thing. Right. I didn't realize that. I have something in my eye. It's really painful. It's like a yawn or it's it's contagious. No, it's, there's uh, something in eyes. my eye. All right. Do squirrels have itchy eyes? I don't know. Anyway, um, trying to think of other ways that, that you, you match uh, much to squirrel. Yes, okay. Um, we stopped after humility, all correct? I, all our, our listeners can tell us all the other ways I match a squirrel. <laughs> there we go. Um, there we yes, go. we left off on humility was the last one we did. And then I was like, oh, patience, love, you know, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I felt that it was important for you to continue to reflect upon upon those two. As your spiritual father, so um. <laughs> oh, that's spot on. Um, so, um, do you, do you do you want me to? Oh, since it's my topic, do you want me to start? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do any prep on this, by the way. I'm just I, I'm I'm also going to just run with Jesus on this. Yeah, um, I, I would like you to start, but can you? Um, you were maybe already planning on this, but can you just run through the whole prayer again and 
give people quick. great minds think alike because I was and just thinking so that. do ours. Yes, look, that that would be a good phrase. Lesser minds think alike. Um, all right, here's the whole prayer of Saint Ephraim, and then we'll we'll jump in. And we talked we talked about the first half last time. If you if you did not listen to that one, you may want to begin with listening to the last episode. So, here's the prayer: Lord and Master of my life, spare me from the spirit of indifference, despair, lust for power, and idle chatter. Instead, bestow upon me your servant, the spirit of integrity humility, patience, and love. Yes, O Lord and King, let me see my own sins and not judge my brothers and sisters, for you are blessed forever and ever. Amen. Amen. By the way, last time, I don't remember, did you did you give a, like, a, did you explain who St. Ephraim the Syrian was when he lived, any of that, or did we just jump into the prayer itself? Mm, I don't think I did. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to, look that up while we talk. So, um, but anyway, Ephraim the Syrian, I believe he, okay, here, we, I'm going to test myself. I believe okay, he gonna was- I'm going to look it up while you're talking so I can test Okay. You. Well, okay. I'm just, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of where, uh, what, what, uh, when he lived. I'm thinking the seventh century. I will bet you, no? Oh, uh, man. Why do I do this on the air? I don't know. Uh, ninth century? Because, you're, because you, you already have the humility. Ninth? Seriously, you're one of the most humble people I know. And don't let that make you prideful, but it's really beautiful. You're an inspiration to me. Uh, um, you're going the wrong direction. Uh, fifth century? Sixth? Fourth century? Really? Yeah. Oh, man. He was okay. born in 306. He died in 373. Holy cow. So all in the fourth century. So yeah. um, Ephraim the Syrian lived in a place called the Syrian. Um, and he, <laughs> <laughs> from Syria, uh, anyway, one of the one of the great Syriac fathers, um, and and we know him best in our Byzantine tradition because of this prayer. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the prayer of Saint Ephraim, which we pray in all of the fast. I do remember you saying this last time. We pray it in all the fast, but especially during the Great Fast. And then it's normally broken into three parts, and then you do a prostration after um, each of the three sections. So. Um, and then in our, in our usually this comes at the uh, dismissal or at the end of most of, if not all of our uh, daily prayers, matins, vespers, the hours, etc. During the uh, during the great fast, it comes actually in the middle of the presanctified divine liturgy, uh, right before the homily, because in the presanctified divine liturgy, since it's done on Wednesday and Friday evenings, and we receive the Eucharist. So you don't want to do any prostrations after having received the Eucharist. Now, again, disclaimer, don't judge your priest. Um, it, it is a tradition in some parishes to do the having suffered with prostrations, which is another hymn, doing the having suffered with prostrations after the presanctified divine liturgy. And then, um, and then some parishes do do prostrations during that service because it was added. But that even that hymn, the having suffered, is, is quite a late addition to our Byzantine traditions. And some would say, and I do think this is beautiful, and this is something good to talk about um, or to mention at least, but um, that is a late addition. And there are, I don't want to over overgeneralize here because I've been kind of paying attention to this as the as the this Lent goes on, but um the Lent, the 40 days of the Great Fast, in other words, from Clean Monday, which is the day that the Great Fast begins, up until uh, Lazarus Saturday, which is when the 40 days of the Great Fast ends, and then Great and Holy Week is an additional fast that leads up to Pascha, Easter. Um, 
really great and holy week is about the crucifixion of christ and and a, and a focus and a a um a uh, focus on and a meditation upon a remembrance of the death and resurrection of Christ, especially the passion and death. The 40 days is actually not about Christ's crucifixion at all. Even though it is mentioned in our prayers, it's more about our sin and Adam and Eve and our growth in um, being purged of sin, the, the, mm-hmm. this purgative, this um, cathartic way. And um, and then a lot of the Old Testament kind of reflections upon sin and, and getting out of sin, so that um, we don't really focus on the on the passion of Christ until Great and Holy Week. So this prayer, in some traditions, isn't used at all, and in other traditions, it's only used this having suffered prayer, which mentions and and has its focus on the passion and death of Christ. Is not done until Great and Holy Week, and sometimes it's not that at all, just because it's mm. a late edition. Um, it's one of my so, it's one of my favorite hymns though. It's so beautiful. It is. And especially, so in my parish especially when Bishop Milan is here because mm-hmm. Bishop Milan does this harmony for having oh, nice. suffered. And so we have Bishop Milan, Mother Gabriella and Mother Eliana all doing different harmonies. Um and then well, the rest of us this. doing the melody and it's a beautiful. Do you guys do it during Presanctified? No. No, not at we all. We do it we do it no. We do it at the end of Matins and Vespers every day. Um, okay. But not pre-sanctified days. Okay. So what I've done, and and some some parishes also will will do it at the end of pre-sanctified, but not do any prostrations. Um, mm. But again, it's, it's a very late addition to our tradition, um, if at all. But um, what I've done is I, when I was in Denver, we had a lot of parishioners that were used to it being done after the pre-sanctified because oh, there were even there were even some parishes that do it on Sundays, which is which is kind of even a bigger no-no. But again, don't judge. Um, but because they do that, because if they don't do it on Sundays, most people will not see mm-hmm. it. Most people won't yeah. hear it. So, because most people only come on Sunday. So then they add it to the Presanctified because that's the second most frequent uh, service that we have, which is done on Wednesday and Friday evenings, which is the only two days during the week that you would receive the Eucharist. Um, and then, uh, so Wednesday and Friday evenings. And then, because most people do With not come to mat- Matins and Vespers if it's even done, if it's even done. Uh, those who are done in your parish. Yeah, the exceptions would be what? Monday of Monday of Clean Week, the first week of the Great Fast, sometimes every night of Clean Week. Um, um, what else are you thinking? Annunciation. Oh, sure, sure. sure. Okay, the, yeah, feasts. And the Great Canon, which is a Thursday. Oh, there's the Eucharist done for the Great Canon. This I did not know. There's I didn't know that was typically a day for. The only, the uh, only reason I remember this is because the other day, so I was looking at, so the pre-sanctified books that we have, so... Um, Pre-sanctified liturgy, I'm sorry if I cut you off if you were about to explain this, but pre-sanctified liturgy or the divine liturgy of the pre-sanctified gifts is a service that we have during the week of the great fast, but we fast. Father Michael explained all this in a, an earlier episode, so I'll just say it more briefly. But um, it's um, it's basically Vespers, a Vespers service with the Eucharist. Um, not basically, that is what it is. Uh, but the with with a couple additions like from of the from the divine liturgy. But so the the Eucharist has already been consecrated into the body of Christ um, the the previous Sunday, and some of that is reserved and then distributed at these services that he's talking about the pre sanctified services. Um, so, anyways, in our in our people's books for the Divine Liturgy of the pre sanctified gifts, there are psalms that you traditionally would do all of those psalms at pre-sanctified, but for pastoral reasons, you can break it up into different psalms on different days. And 
I was noticing the other day that it said on, it said like on Monday, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, go to these Psalms. And so I asked one of the nuns afterwards, I was like, when do we have pre-sanctified on Thursday? Because I'm totally blanking on that. And they were like, oh, the, the great canon. And I was like, that's right. So that's the only this reason I remember that. 400 level Byzantine um, ecclesiology here and uh, liturgical practice. Um, it, it is, I, I love it because this is what it, this is the way it should be. So like I'm a pastor of a parish and you're a nun at a monastery. And so the monasteries should be the, should be the places where you get the fullness of the liturgical life, where, where you get kind of everything that, 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 that is, that should be done. What happens then is the parishes take that example and do what makes sense to that parish. Um, we, we pastors are kind of what we call the ecclesiarch, you know, the one who can, who can take these traditions and then make them, make them fit with, with their own parish. So for instance, we don't do this here in LA um, because we don't have the same issue, but in Denver, we had people, we pre-sanctifieds are done um, since it's Vespers are usually done at sundown, which is when, when Vespers is. So they're usually done at Vespers. Uh, so we do, we do Wednesday and Friday evenings, but in Denver, I had a group of older people that could not drive at night. So even if they drove in the light to get there, they could not drive home at night. So we moved mm. with the bishop's permission. We moved for sanctified to noon on Fridays. So mm. we could do evening for those on Wednesdays who could come in the evening and then noon on Fridays for those who could come at noon. Usually it's one or the other. If you have a normal job, you can come on Wednesdays. If you don't, or you know, older, retired, you can come on Fridays. Here we do both on, on, in the evening. Um, but so, in other words, like th- that—that's an example of a of a pastoral move that was made um, to actually help a parish out, and we, we did it with permission of the bishop. And you could even say, this is why I don't want you judging your pastor. You know, you could even say that having suffered done on Wednesday or Friday evenings, or even on Sundays, that that's that's the decision your pastor made to make sure that his people actually get to hear that hymn. Hmm. Um, Full disclosure. Um, we also follow that pastoral breakdown of the Psalms during pre-sanctified. Mm. I don't want people okay. thinking we do all of them. So I just, I just wanted to be oh, transparent about that, but um, yeah. maybe someday and I, I all of them, but yeah. Cause I mean, that, that's the way our books are. Our, our books mm-hmm. propose it that way. So that would make yeah. sense that, that even the monasteries would do that, but cool. So. All right. So, um, so the prayer of St. Ephraim is done middle, <gasps> middle of the, uh, Wait, go ahead. Can I say one more thing about Ephraim? Saint sure. Ephraim. Sure. Um, the I just wanted to tell people that if you are interested, particularly if you like poetry, but maybe even if you don't, because I kind of learned to like poetry through this, um, the hymns of Saint Ephraim are so beautiful. He has like hundreds of hymns. And if you look up the hymns of Saint Ephraim, particularly I like his hymns on virginity. Um, so they're just amazing. But hymns on paradise, I've um, heard just excerpts from, and those are also very. But so, so look up the hymns of Saint Ephraim, or get a, a collection of his works, or something like that, um, if you're if you're at all interested, because he's pretty Amen. amazing. All right, That's Beth, I put that in the notes. Um, cool. Uh, all right. Uh, so we uh, covered last time. We covered the first half, and um, sister. And I both made some reflections upon kind of modern application um, to these. Uh, sister talked about the the spirits that we want to be spared from, namely indifference, despair, lust for power, and idle chatter. And then the ones that we want bestowed upon us, 
um, integrity, humility, and then now we'll touch on patience and love and then go through the third part as well. Um, so um, I was trying to think last time when you were doing this, sister, I didn't say it, but I was trying to think if, and I'm sure, there, did we, I don't think we talked about this, but possibly the, the four lining up with each other. Did we talk about that? So We did not. You know, Okay, and I don't know if they're supposed to. I don't want to force anything that's not there, but like, is, is can indifference be tied to integrity, uh, despair to humility, lust for power to patience, and idle chatter to love? I I think it'd be forced, and but it would be it would be kind of it would be kind of cool to to let let those be like the opposite of each other and see how uh-huh. the 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 spirit that are bestowed upon us are kind of a corrective because I, I I think you can do that. I don't I just don't want to do that if that's not what he intended. Um, but anyway. Um, I was just thinking about that last time. Maybe maybe I'll put a little more thought into that. Or actually, you do that. You could probably do that better than I would, sister, in, um, in one of your holy hours or something. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's true, but I can I can take a look at it. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it is true. But it doesn't seem, at least in the translation, that it is. No, but I, I, I mean I I don't think that it's true that I could do a better job of it. Um, oh, I see. The, <laughs> um, the Although I will say that right off the top of my head, as soon as you said despair and humility, that is mm. like very clear to me as being different because I'm realizing that all of the, so so despair is one of the things, total transparency moment with our listeners. I just did it again. I broke the fourth wall. Um, no, you can do that. I, I like when you do that. I'm just, I'm just oh. saying it was, it was happening frequently, <laughs> frequently this one. Um, so total transparency, despair is one of my greatest sins. Um, or, or one of the ones I'm most prone to, or, or not even just sin, but one of the attitudes um, that I'm most prone to. Like when I do an episode on the eight evil thoughts, which I want to do after you do your episode on sin, um, I sadness and Acadia are two of the eight evil thoughts. Um, and like that's where I go. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> the place that usually comes from, for me, the despair is a lack of humility. It's like, it's a despair over my own sins, i.e. I'm not humble enough to just admit that I make mistakes. I'm not humble enough to accept that God is going to forgive me. Um, I'm not humble enough to just, uh, to just kind of not be surprised by my own sin, I guess. Um, and there was somewhere else I was going to go with that. But anyways, I very much see despair and, and humility linking up because, uh, I think the 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 despair comes when we are too prideful to ask for help or to admit that someone um, is maybe better for this task or something like that. So I like that a lot, actually. And uh, uh, two quick disclaimers um, that I think are important um, because this is this is just all over Twitter just yesterday. Um, but there's a I, I don't want to I don't want to send people down a down a path of seeking this out. But there, there's a there's a pretty well known Catholic speaker who's also um, happens to be a good friend of mine who who did a did a video on um, like depression and anxiety. And I haven't I haven't even watched the video yet. I just I just saw that he he did this. So I um I but there was a, a big pushback on Twitter because supposedly the video again that I have not watched yet. Um, he did not mention that sometimes despair and anxiety can be chemical issues, can be me- mm. like mental health issues. Um, and so, but it was, again, if in the video he doesn't kind of allow for that, I mean, you know, then, then I get where they're coming from. But I also think that some of the responses, again, some of the responses on Twitter were, were also over, overemphasizing the fact as if, as if all anxiety is 
mental illness or as chemical, mm-hmm. and that's not true either. So <laughs> in, in other words, mm-hmm. like everything, there's a nuance and a subtlety here where I think it's important to say, um, when it, and despair is, I'm just tying this in, um, mm-hmm. sometimes despair can be because of, of sin and and you know, I, mean, I don't mean like horrible sin. I'm just saying like sometimes sin is really easy and basic. Sometimes despair can be because of sin and sometimes it can be because of a chemical imbalance or a mental health issue. And this is just an important thing to discern. And and as I hope all of you know that both sister and I would support, you know, um, medications. If your doctor puts you on medications, going to therapy, you know, get, get using using what God has given in science and reason to also help fight these things. But um, you don't want to go in either direction. You don't want to say that that if some if a friend of yours has anxiety or is is prone to despair, you don't want to assume that it's a chemical thing, mental illness, because then you're not going to fight it on the spiritual front. You know, you're going to say it's oh, it's mm-hmm. only something that 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 reason and science can take care of. Where all of these things usually have a bit of both, and they, that needs to be understood, talked through with your with the spiritual director or with a close friend, your spouse, even a doctor. You know, if you can find a Catholic therapist or a Christian therapist who can understand these things and find the place for these things, because Throughout the scriptures, you see lots of examples of people with with a very with a very blatant physical illness, and that that is also a demon, you know. And so, so these these things can be approached from both ends. Not all the time, you know. God lets evil happen um, that He may bring good out of it as well. So, in other words, just to know that that. Um, it's usually a little bit of both and that subtlety and nuance needs to be present there when it comes to mental illness or or any sort of anxiety, stress, um, despair, depression, things like that. Um, you know, it, it, we need to know that it's usually both and sometimes it's more one than the other and this should be approached from both sides. Um, and the other thing I was going to say... Before you give the other thing... Um, yes, if I remember also, the other thing. Go ahead. If, if, if you haven't... Listeners, if you again, if you haven't listened to the first half of this, the the last episode on the prayer of Saint Ephraim, um, Father Michael, you did go into a good job of nuancing that when we talked about despair. So, oh snap! Okay, I forget these. So things. also, oh that's okay. okay. I think it, some people might. That only was a very to this nice way of you reminding me, though, sister. I, <laughs> I wasn't trying to remind you. Some people might only listen to this episode, but so I'm just saying, if you want the further nuances. You did a good job going into that in the last one. <laughs> if you want to hear it all over again, the exact same thing. That's said not the what exact I was same way. You know what? Here's the thing. When people some people think that I'm mean to you, and I think it's because you make it like I'm being mean to you when I'm genuinely not. Also I'm sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm just really mean to you. <laughs> sometimes I'm just being a drama queen just to get you riled up, actually. Too. So that's actually that's actually me being mean to you. Um <laughs> Um, okay. The other do thing I was going to say, okay. I do. Um, the other thing I was going to say, it's it's important to say uh, because sister is very nice in saying that she doesn't have the humility um, to in that moment. But um, I, I get another subtlety uh, qualification here. Um, it's not always humility also that keeps people from despair. Sometimes it's just temperament, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in other words, you know, it's. I will accept you saying that I'm that I'm I'm humble, but I also I also you know want to do a false humility here and a false piety and just push back on you and just say, um, you know, sister, you know that 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 this stuff comes really easy to me. I mean, that not 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 the humility because that's a, that's a virtue that we need to work on, but but the temperament of of 
of just being very disclosing a lot about myself and not being worried about it because, and and that mostly comes from the love of others. So Mm -hmm. I I have rarely been, I've rarely been vulnerable and had it used against me. It has happened, Mm -hmm. but but I've rarely been vulnerable and used against me. And a lot of people in my life are very, very vocal that they love me a lot. And so uh, it's rare that I have to put up any sort of protective wall around the way I think or the way I behave because, you know, it's, it's not like, it's not like I've suffered enough persecution from these things, you know, not knowing enough or not knowing when Ephraim the Syrian lived and things like that, where I'm sure some listeners are like, really, you're a Byzantine Catholic priest. You went through four years of seminary. You don't know when Ephraim lived. It's like, it's like, yeah, I don't think my bishop should ordain me either. You know, it's, <laughs> that's being that's being overly dramatic. I know, but it it is like it's like I I know enough people are very vocal about the love of me. Thank God, and I'll, I'll thank them for that, um, so that it it makes it easier to do that. So it's not it's not as much about humility as it's about being very well loved and having friends that are very vocal about that. So anyway, on to patience. Patience. Want me to give you a blessing for your eye, sister? Um, <clears throat> if you think it'll, if you think it'll help. All right. Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. Have mercy on you, Lord. Please heal her and her eye. She's being very annoying with rubbing it all the time. <laughs> and she's being a bit distracting, Lord. So for my sake, could you please just like heal whatever is wrong with her itchy eye? For your holy our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. I'm good now. Okay. Um, patience. Patience. So we're asking God <laughs> do you wanna, to give do you want us... to talk about the lack of patience you have with my wounded eye? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lord, give me patience. <laughs> um, so we're we're asking here in in the context of the great fast and the context of the Lenten season um, to spare us from certain um, spirits that 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 we have. Um, towards, again, the four things in difference, despair, lust, for power, idle chatter. Now we're asking for the grace of integrity, humility, and then patience. Um, the first thing that came to mind when I said this just now, and I know I've touched on this on this podcast before, but um, there are a lot, of, a lot of commentators on social media that say um, that we should not pick penances that are harmful to our neighbor. In other words, mm. and and I get this, I get this. So in other mm. words, we, if 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 you're going to give up smoking and be a total, you know what, to your family and coworkers, then don't give up smoking. Um, I I think there's a place for that, and if it gets too bad, out of love, don't do that. But acknowledge that's a weakness. But I also think there's a place for it. I think there's a place for not. For for undergoing penances, even if they make you, because they're not they're not making you annoying to your family. Like like giving up smoking is not making you annoying to your family. You are annoying to your family because of your addiction to smoking. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm saying this like even with me, um, I know I know no no, and I, I've had it happen before. Um, I remember very specific instances where on a Sunday morning, um, back in my old assignment. I would not, and you've seen me not on coffee. God only knows what's going to happen. And like, if I don't have my coffee in the morning and people are just so incredibly, are more irritating to me. And I start to lose my patience with them (laughs) because I haven't had coffee. And somebody might just say, like father, yeah, have, have your coffee. Like, like you're 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 hard to work with, and you're annoying, and you, and you're, you're picking on these little things because you have, you haven't had your coffee. And there is something to say for that. Again, this is a nuance and a subtlety that's important. But there's something about if I if I 
if I'm dependent upon coffee, and I, I, that's a bad example because I've said before, it's almost like a, a corrective medication for me. But um, if, if I have other things in my life that, that I have become, quote, addicted to or a, or a compulsion and giving those things up make me harder to live with, um, I should still give those things up. And, and in other words, um, that there's something about that, that my, that's my core being. Uh, I, I, I've, my core being is where I need the real work to happen. If I, if I'm going through the cathartic way or the purgative way, um, and, and my, the core that is not kind of medicated by watching TV for an hour every night or, um, you know, drinking alcohol or drinking coffee or smoking, like if, if those are the things, um, or even like, even the, even like doing something active, like, you know, after I talk to my, my mom on the phone, this is of course not the case with me at all, but um, after I talk to my, my mom on my phone, then I am just angry with my family for the next mm. you know, two hours because every time I talk to my mom, she gets me all riled up and I take it out of my family. So therefore, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up talking to my mom you know, for the sake of my family. It's like, okay, that, that might be possible, but, but you need to get better at that. Like that, 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 that's not right. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm bringing up patience here because there is something about about when we, in a sense, we're calling others in our community, our brothers and sisters, onto patience with us as we go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, we also need to be patient with them and 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 ask for the gift of patience, which is exactly what we're doing in this prayer. Ask for the gift of patience um, with ourselves and with others as we go through this purging of needing this thing to be normal, because the the self that we are working on, the self that we are inviting Christ into fix, is the self that that is more vulnerable because it doesn't have these corrective escapes, outlets, you know, self medication, whatever it may be. So, um, I I think there's a balance to saying that you know we don't want our neighbor, wife, husband, kids, coworkers, boss to be harmed by our growth. But I think there is something to say too that that we should be making that growth anyway and not using our harming of others as an excuse. Um, and, and in other words, it's all about wisdom. Find the balance. Find the balance and then, you know, apologize. You need to apologize, you know. Um, talk to your talk to your wife and just say, you know, honey, I'm I'm gonna be probably not not as good of a man as I normally am. I'm gonna be, you know, struggling and and is do I, in a sense, do I have your permission? Um, and are are you able to 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 fight with me through this for the sake of my own growth? Um, mm. And that could be good. I I like especially that last thing. That was a point that I was kind of going to make. Um, but I like what you said about almost ask her permission. Um, and I think there's there's something very beautiful about that in that you're in that sense, allowing, I mean, we're absolutely, we should be doing things um, as far as fasting and prayer and almsgiving. We should absolutely be doing things in, in secret that, um, that we're not sharing with our family and friends. Um, but that's also some things we can share. And that's a way to involve your family or your friends, your community um, in your fasting with you um, and like invite them to participate in that with you. Um, and... Like I'm, I'm doing this, but I know it's going to call for sacrifice on your part as well. Are you willing to make this sacrifice um, for for my growth and holiness? <laughs> um, yeah. And 
the because ultimately my growth in holiness is good for the whole community, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But it's also I was thinking that when you were talking about um, even before you were talking about apologizing, this is a good opportunity for a growth in humility too. It's a, a growth in patience and a growth in humility. Of mm-hmm. um, like I'm just Amen. thinking of you know there was a, a time when I was teaching that because I was very I was very willing to apologize to my students which was was so good because they didn't experience this from most adults in their life um especially the the demographic that I was teaching and so I remember um one day I'm it's it's first period and I'm just like completely losing it on my students I'm just snapping at them every 5 seconds and it's completely undeserved and finally one of my one of my students one of my oh man she was just very blunt and I loved her a lot. Um, but she raises her hand and I was like, yes. And she said, she was like, miss, um, I think that you forgot to have your coffee this morning. And and I turn around and my (laughs) coffee mug is sitting. I always had it resting like against the whiteboard on the the tray that holds the markers. And I sit, I see it sitting there and it's still full. Um, and I was like, you know what? Um, you're right. (laughs) And, and I'm really sorry to all of you because I've just, not been kind and you none of you deserved that and um and it was just this moment and then we all laughed out over it you know so it's like this moment of not just um yeah it's just this moment of bonding even um over the over the weakness and and just such a quick forgiveness which was really beautiful yeah. um i like how you tie that into humility cuz i and i also think that that if you're in a community whether that's family, parish, whatever, college, work atmosphere, if you're in a community that is all striving for greatness or holiness in the same way, then when we ask in this prayer of St. Ephraim for patience, then we're saying, I have other people in my community that are also doing this. So in other words, give me the, give me the gift of patience, be patient with them because I have given them permission to give up something that's going to make them a little bit harder to live with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think if, if that's, if that's spoken about in community, then we can say, you know, if we all can all, we all have the things that are going to make us less easy to live with. And then we all have the annoyances that come from other people attempting that same journey, that same mm-hmm. pilgrimage, those same efforts during the great fast. And so um, you can say, okay, like in a monastic community, I would imagine, for, or in, I'll, I'll say in a parish because I'm a pastor, like we all, all the people, we're all doing this. And so for, those 40 days are rough because we're all, we're all attempting this. And so we're, we just need to pray for more patience with each other in a mm-hmm. time when there's gonna be more annoyances because we've all kind of given up our our normal conventional way of handling life, and we're all we're all trying to chip away at these masks that we've all created for ourselves um, through various various means of uh, of of just handling ourselves and not being too annoying to others. So yeah, yeah. Um, the the last thing <clears throat> that I want to say about that about the patience is um, totally escaped from my mind. Um. um I'll go on to love if you want, and then if it comes to mind, or do you want to okay. wait? Well, one we thing don't... is that um, I, I know one of the things is that I was thinking of the quote by, I don't remember if it's John Chrysostom, St. John Chrysostom, or someone else, because I always forget. I feel like some of the saints quote another saint saying this, so I don't remember yeah. the origin, but the the saint who says... Um, don't don't fast from meat and then devour your brothers. 
Um, it sounds right. like that's similar to what you were saying of these commentators of like, don't give this up if it's going to be a penance to your neighbors. Um, yeah. But at the same time, the saint who says that, maybe John Chrysostom, um, I would assume they're not saying, thus just eat meat all the time. What they're saying is like, lear- grow to learn to also not devour your neighbors. Like, don't yeah. make the fasting from meat fruitless by devouring your neighbors. Right, um, right. That, that, that's more the impression that I've always taken from point. that phrase. Yeah. yeah. Is that we, because I think I think a lot of these phrases came, especially John Chrysostom is very good about this, um, about talking about the positive fruits of the great fast. And in other words, and fasting from not just food, but also from gossip and, and pride and lust and fasting from all these vices. Um, but he also spoke in a time, I would imagine, I would imagine he spoke at a time when most people were fasting. In other words, it wasn't, nowadays, most people don't fast. In other words, it's, we don't understand the beauty of fasting nowadays. So, so people oftentimes in my experience, and I'm preaching to myself here, will use that as an excuse to say, well, instead of fasting from food, I'm just doing this. I'm actually helping society. I'm doing something that's gonna be more helpful, something obviously immeasurable and helpful. Like, that's good, but... In other words, then use that as an example. Like don't only fast from pride and don't only fast from this and that, also fast from food. You know, it's almost like we should turn it mm-hmm. around and say, whatever you're not doing, or it's kind of the same thing. You know, I've 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 been on this kick of of saying, you know, of of quoting the scriptures, even sinners do the same. You know, even sinners, um, you know, pay back those who, who lent to them. Even sinners love those who love them. You know, we we Christians need to go do more than that. So even sinners in this day and age in the United States want to be patient. Even sinners want to serve the poor. Even sinners don't want to get angry with their spouse. You know, that, that that's great. Mm-hmm. And those things that the fast can help it, but sinners don't understand fasting, right? Sinners don't want to purge themselves of even the core vices that, that lead to these other things. You know, mm-hmm. most people think that pornography is, is perfectly fine and healthy. Like most in our society think that way, you know? So when, when we say, you know, pornography is actually incredibly harmful to you, to your relationship with God, to your own psyche, to your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your kids. When we say that, like sinners don't say that, most don't. So th- mm. there's a, there's kind of a, a, that's a very Christian response. It's just like in the scriptures where, you know, the Jesus says the law says, you know, don't don't cheat on your on your wife, but but I say don't even look lustfully at another woman. You know, mm-hmm. um, the law says don't don't kill anybody. I say don't you don't even you know think bad thoughts about people. Don't even don't even get angry. So there there's a a deeper Christianity that I'm a little bit afraid we've lost, um, and because we are too we're too ashamed of things that don't have an obvious effect on the world. I mean, how often do you sister get things, people saying to you, um, you know, Oh, what, 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 like, what's your charism? Like what, what good do you do for the world? Like, oh, yeah, like what, 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 what good is a nun? Like, what, 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 how are you actually well, helping you, the world? And they do don't do. <laughs> right. Exactly. The they don't the understand <laughs> prayer is what you do. And prayer is, is going to be the salvation of this work. world. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's often helpful to say, do do sinners do just uh, you, you know what I mean here by by do non Christians mm-hmm. those who are not um, yearning and 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 receiving the grace for the kingdom of heaven um, do they do they agree with you that this is what needs to be a priority and and mm. that's good to do but you should also go deeper to the ways that that the world does not understand sinners do not understand because that's where you'll find um, a, a major part of Christ's call as well yeah. 
The I remembered the other thing I was going to say about patience. Nice. But before I say that, my eye is actually better. <laughs> um, so thank you, Jesus. I and I almost made a disclaimer to say that I was not like I did not mean to mock blessing or mock prayer at all because as I was saying it, I was like this could sound like I'm making fun of a blessing. Um, but I'm real. I'm. Re- okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to say like I, I was I was just being very honest with Jesus, but also trying to be a little bit snarky, but Jesus, Jesus knows me. So he knows, but it was a real blessing. Absolutely. So, <laughs> um, and this is, this is proof. But the other thing I was going to say about patience, since we're talking about modern, modern day applications, um, one way that I was thinking of, I, I read this sometime in the last year and I don't remember where I read it. Um, I feel like it might've been, uh, might've been cash in. I don't remember. Anyways, but whoever it was, you're brilliant. Um, they were talking about how um, we can become so frustrated, and oh, it's like when when we're when we're sad um, or when we're angry or something like that. We we are then angry at anyone who won't join us in that. But then when we're happy, when we're in a good mood, then we're frustrated with anyone who's sad because we're like, why can't they just be in a good mood? And why are they bringing us down? And I think this is a place that we really need to strive for patience today um, is the, the patience to be with people where they're at and to be willing to enter into that with them. And I don't mean, um, I don't at all mean if someone's sad, you should be like, drug down and that you should then mope around and or anything like that but i just mean don't just don't just avoid someone and don't just um like not not even be willing to listen to talk to them just because you're in a good place and they're not um and so a patience right. with people who aren't in the same place as you and the reason i was thinking of this is because as you're talking about how we're all going through this fast right now and we're all trying to grow in holiness we're all making these sacrifices these penances etc um i'm thinking about how one of my problems in the fast is i go through phases where i'm just like super joyful and which is most of the fast for me because i really love fasting and the fasting periods are are my favorite um but but then I also have moments where I'm just really struggling and I'm not in a great mood. Um, but then I get back to the joy. But while I'm in the joy, one of the other nuns is maybe in a bad mood. And I'm just like, why can't she just be joyful? Why does she have to be angry right now? Why can't we all just be joyful in the fast? Like all of the hymns say. Um, and then like two <laughs> days later, I'm not in a good mood. Um, and I'm like, yeah. why is everyone so joyful? And <laughs> um, So a patience with others who are not in the same place as us, um, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, um, yeah. I think is a place that we all need to work. I think that's a good point because like when I was in college, we, our dorm just had, you know, the bathroom had like 10 sinks all lined up, you know? And so all the guys were in there, you know, and we had like an unspoken rule that you don't speak to each other before I like 9am. I recently heard about this. So like we, you'd walk in there and like, and so it, it was because we had just woken up, you know, we were all kind of, and I thought, mm-hmm. you know, the patience is also required for those who just, like you just said, you know, if we, sh- we should be patient with those who are happier and we should want to be like them. And like mm-hmm. the morning people that are there, we shouldn't have an unwritten rule that says don't talk. Like 
that it's it's my fault. I, I it's my fault. I don't want you to be joyful. It's my fault that that's annoying to me. It's my fault that I'm jealous of that or getting mad at you. Like I should I should consider my own growth and change and conversion first before I try to drag you down. You know, and maybe as a charity, someone doesn't talk in the mornings. But again, where does the growth need to happen? Does the growth need to happen mm-hmm. with the happy person, or does the growth need to happen with the, with the, the, the annoyed person? Like we, why do we always blame these things on others? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, and and just like you, sister said that that ties into humility. I also think it points forward to love. And I don't I don't want to I don't want to. Not only are we getting short on time, but I also don't want to talk too much about love. Love is such a, a love is God is love, you know, and love is God. So there's there's and the self gift of love and all these things tied into what we've already been saying here. Um, but I do also want to just touch on one thing, and that is that um, I think it was Archbishop Uriah who said this, but. Um, when we say Lord have mercy and we could actually do a whole podcast on that phrase, Lord have mercy. But one of the things that he touches on mercy meaning is, is mercy is kind of when we say Lord have mercy, which we say many, many times in, in our, in our liturgical life, in our prayer, Lord have mercy, the Jesus prayer, et cetera. When we say mercy, it, it, it's kind of a, a, we resist definition of it because it's such a meaningful word and it can mean so many different things. It is similar to love. Um, I've often defined mercy as, you know, Lord, do what you do and don't let me, don't let me hinder or lessen what you do. So I'm, I use the word mercy to say that's what God does. And I think love can be used the same way with God. You know, our podcast is called What God Is Not, you know, and God is love. And so, but, and the, one of the reasons why we Byzantines like apophatic theology, namely um, what God is not. And God, in other words, God is bigger than our thoughts. He's bigger than our concepts. So it's much easier for us to say and more accurate for us to say what he is not than to say what he is. And the same thing goes with love. You know, love is we're asking for a gift here. Lord, give us a spirit of love, which we, part of us knows exactly what that is. We grew up being loved. We grew up loving. We certainly love certain things. Um, but when we're asking for this gift of love, we're also, according to St. Paul, right? Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. So we're asking for something that we don't want to overdefine. Um mm because it's, it's just what God is. And, it, and it's, therefore it's also what he does. It's his essence and energies. That's, I might not be a little bit heretical, but anyway, it's a uh, God, God, the scriptures say, I'll just, I'll do that. Scriptures say God is love. Um, so therefore when, when he loves us, um, he, he's working out of what he is. So, um, so yeah, so when we're asking for that gift, we're asking for him, you know, which is of course how you would not want to neglect that in such a powerful prayer like this. So I'm glad he includes that in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that a lot too. Um, but I also, I mean, I just, I agree with you. I don't, I don't actually have much to add. Like you would think that's the one that I have the most on, but, um, but all of the things that we're asking to be spared from all of those spirits and the spirits we're asking for, all of those are guided towards love. (laughs) Like, um, they, they are, we're, we're asking them of love. (laughs) Um, God, make me more, God, make me more of yourself, um, help me to empty of myself to be filled with you who are love. Um, and that, like, that's what every one of these, these petitions is. Um, but I, I guess the, the one thing I will say is, um, and I talked about this on the what is love, love episode um, a while back, is one of the things I like about us asking for love um, is that it's like, it's just, it's not just a feeling. We're not just, we're not asking for an affection for people. 
We're asking for a love that's deeper than affection. And often the affection comes with that. Often the affection comes after acting out of it. Um, and, and it's like, you know, there, there are these, these studies about how, um, we often are angry with someone after we've mistreated them, um, or we're, we're grateful for someone after we've treated them well. And, and I think that's because in some sense, our emotions, we often very, very subtly, um, and subconsciously, our emotions can rationalize um, and justify whatever our actions are, um, because we're we're so there's there's such a, a spirit of like abdication of responsibility that is that a right is that a word did I just make that up that made sense right you weren't listening to me that's we, we give up responsibilities that we yeah. abdication yeah 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 that works um, so there's there's such a spirit of this that it's it's like it's so pervasive that even subconsciously we use our emotions to justify whatever it is we have or have not done. And so um, in acting out of love, oftentimes we then begin to quote unquote feel love like people talk about. Um, and and so I feel like it's um, this particular petition, grant me a spirit of love, is almost like give me give me the grace and the desire to act out of love um, mm-hmm. Even when I'm not feeling it, um, and then the feelings might come; they might not, and and that's okay. Yeah, because I I think there, there's it's in a human way there's an investment there. I've invested in love, mm-hmm. and therefore I I feel I feel it as a reward of my investment is another way of, of looking at that. If already if I've already put the time in, um, to do that, and and that that self emptying again. Even sinners love those who love them, so it needs to go beyond the emotional. Because even, and I, I think a better way of saying even sinners do like in, in the, my context is when I sin, I still want that. When I'm a sinner, mm. I still want that. So it's not like yeah. saying, "Oh, I'm I'm not a sinner." Those people are sinners. When, when I'm when I'm sinning, I still want love, right? When, when I'm sinning, I still want a nice car and and health and all these things that I, I'm asking God for. I, you know, when I'm sinning, I still want. All these surface things, you know. Mm-hmm. It, but when I'm when I'm not sinning, when I'm I have those that that uh, closer allegiance and alignment with unity with God, that's when I I treasure the deeper things that I that I did not treasure when I was sinning. Yeah, that's a really really good way to think of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, to finish up, then we have. Um, I'm just going to read the last section. So yes, O Lord and King, let me see my own sins and not judge my brothers and sisters if you are blessed forever and ever. Amen. And just one thought on that. Um, the, I mentioned earlier that the uh, having suffered prayer, um, what is it? Having suffered the passion for us, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy on us. So it, it's very simple. Lord Jesus Christ, um, oh, now that I just said it, um, Having suffered the passion for us, so the mention of the passion is why some commentators have said it's 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 more appropriate for Great and Holy Week. Um, but but this is the heart of the Great Fast. What we just said, the heart of the forty days is let me see my own sins and not judge my brothers and mm. sisters. Like that that is the heart more than Christ's passion that we focus more on during Great and Holy Week. The heart of the forty days is let me see my own sins and not judge my brothers and sisters. Um, mm-hmm. So that that kind of is a summary of the the things mentioned above, um, in a way, um, and then a, 
a plea for, and that's what fasting does, right? Fasting and abstinence and even even uh, prayer and almsgiving, all of the, the prayer, fasting, almsgiving, all three of those things are meant to, to and, and what, what it does is when you, when, you pick a, when you pick a Lenten promise that is too hard for you, which I, which I always recommend, you know, um, in other words, force yourself to fail, most likely, um, that's when you see your own sin. You know, it, the fasting, especially if you fail at fasting, is a success in the great fast because you now see your own sin and you say, man, Lord, I can't even do that. Like I can't even, I, I, the other night I failed. I, I literally said this, this year, I'm just gonna eat less. That's just, I'm just gonna, I, I rarely eat less. And I was like, so what that means is that I'm gonna go to bed hungry. And there was one night where I was like, I am hungry and I could go to bed hungry. And I started making all these excuses. I was like, well, I probably won't fall. I'm so hungry, I'll probably won't fall asleep. I think my uncle will keep me awake. I make, so I, I had a, a popcorn, you know? And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even do that. I'm like, Lord, I couldn't even go to bed hungry. Like, come did on. Popcorn you know? really, did popcorn really like, Satisfy I your ate hunger? five bags. I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I did eat a whole bag myself. No, I shared it with my wife and our kids. Um, so we split it. But um, but the, uh, yeah, I don't have wife and kids. So yes, I ate the whole thing myself. Um, but yeah, so, so in other words, like, so it's it's those, even those those failures are like, well, Lord, I can't even go to bed hungry. So that's obviously that failure is is where, is I've now identified one of my own sins. And that might not seem like a sin, mm-hmm. but in, in a sense it is. And uh, so, how am I? To, who am I to judge my brothers and sisters? And you know, help me, Lord, to to have those two things go together. Not judge others, and to, in a sense, appropriately judge myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the whole the whole fast is guided towards fostering this this spirit of repentance, this attitude mm-hmm. of repentance. Exactly. Um, and and that's what you're doing when you when you fail. You're um, you're allowing yourself the opportunity to to feel the repentance and the contrition that comes along with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hey man, thank you, sister. Thank Did you. you. I'm really, I'm really grateful that you went that you um, had that topic because um, I was feeling bad about leaving it, but like I said, not bad yeah. enough to do another episode on it. So. I thought about this while you were finishing up last time. I was like, that makes my next topic easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was just hoping you were going to be like, oh, I was going to do that for my next topic. Now I got to come up no, with one. So I, I'm glad no, you weren't. I'm not. Yeah, um, cool. I do have a prayer intention. I'm sure once I think of one, but you get to go first because All it's right. your topic. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, um, kind of again outside of outside of time, to pray for my little niece Bernadette, who uh, who had surgery the other day, and she's fine. She came out of it well, and they weren't quite sure what it was, and they went in there and they they took out her appendix anyway, even though it wasn't that is that wasn't the main issue. But I, I think all is well now. But through your prayers outside of space and time, all is well. Um, so just, but yeah, so say a quick prayer for my niece, uh, Bernadette. Also pray a second intention um, for, I have uh, in the past three months, I have, um, I think I've asked for this before, three new godchildren. Um, so I have, uh, if you'll pray for Gianna, and the unnamed, uh, the baby that's not been named yet because they're not born yet, and then Olivia are three of my new my new god kids. So if you could pray for Olivia, them, Olivia, it's not an Olivia, you know. I know it's just oh, fun because just it's like intern Olivia. Olivia, nice. Yeah, that is fun. Um, okay, for my prayer intention, please pray for a good friend of mine, Father Damien Ferrance. He's in Rome right now, finishing up studies, um, but he is going to be defending soon his thesis mm. and so um 
if you could, um, yeah, just pray for him. It's on, he wrote it on um, Flannery O'Connor and um, yeah, he's pretty great. So I'm excited also because that means that he'll be coming back to Cleveland soon and I miss him a lot, so. I thought of him yesterday because I took a walk through the, what's called the last bookstore. It's a massive old bookstore in LA and I went downtown mm-hmm. for my day off and uh, they had some like old critical editions of like old, old reflections upon Flannery O'Connor. I almost like mm. bought one and just like send it to you to give to him. But anyway. Mm. He has a he has his own book out. Um, the Strangeness of the Truth, I think it's mm. called, but it's a, it's a good read. Um, so if people are um, interested, you can look that up as well. We'll link to it. We'll find it. Mm-hmm. You can send that to Beth. Okay. <laughs> Beth's our media person, one of our media people. All right, my Lord, bless you all, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, have mercy on you. May our Lord give you every good thing. May he instill in you a sense of all the virtues, but also the greatest one, love. May Lord bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Love you, sister. Love you. Good to see you.